0: welcome into the very first 2023-24 edition of the denver pioneers coaches show on 104.3 the fan hd3 presented by johnson financial group from the front range toyota store studios uh we got all kinds of new fun stuff coming up here in 2023-24 my name is tyler Mon, and uh thrilled to be joined in our first show of the season by one of the newest faces on campus at the university of denver it is Brand new pioneer Women's soccer coach Julianne Sitch. Sitch, I guess I can't really call you brand new anymore. Now you're like actually a couple of matches in, uh, exhibition-wise, maybe not exactly full on regular season-wise, but you're you're into the groove. You're like a you're a vet now.
1: <laughs> I don't know if I'm a vet. I still feel very <laughs> new, but everything is going well. But
0: <laughs> well, good. It's a great way to uh to get this uh academic slash sports calendar year started off, getting a chance to talk with you because we actually talked a few weeks ago for one of our Pioneer uh, Chalk Talk uh, videos at DU, but uh, to be now on the radio airwaves, you kind of get to to speak to a different audience. And um, this is cool because we get to tell people about who you are and what it's been like for you getting uh, to start in this position. So for those who are hearing you for the first time, uh, tell us about your your pathway to get to this point now as the, the new head coach of Denver Women's Soccer
1: yeah i think my my pathway uh, um you know i've been fortunate enough where i had a, a good career playing professionally uh, well went i guess i should say start playing off in college and was fortunate enough to continue my career playing professionally and then getting into coaching from there so i've coached at the division three level at university of chicago on the women's side i spent some time um in the nwsl with my former team chicago red stars came back to U Chicago as coaching on the men's side. And then that has now led me to being here at Denver on the women's side.
0: Don't uh, be too modest because last year was a pretty impressive one uh, for you at the University of Chicago. Uh, tell us about your final year there before moving to DU.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was a, it definitely was a special year. The team um, finished 22-0-1, so had an undefeated season, which was really impressive. You know, I know we talk a lot about this national championship and how, you know, I was the first female to win. However, I think it's just unbelievable that the team went undefeated. That is very hard to do. And then to go on and win a national championship with the, With that, I mean, the team was they were unbelievable. They accomplished a lot of goals. They were together. They were a unit. We had great culture. Their brotherhood was phenomenal. And you know, that just great result of being able to win the championship in the end was the icing on the top for a great season um, on and off the field for the team. So it was really incredible.
0: One of the things that's so cool is you've gotten to do so many different things in this game, um, playing here, playing internationally, coaching here on the men's side and the women's side. How do you take lessons from sort of all, your all encompassing body of work and implement them now as a head coach of the division one level for the first time coaching a men's program probably very different from coaching a women's program playing in australia playing uh in europe playing in america probably very different from each other how do you incorporate all of those things you've learned and kind of try to make them part of your thesis for running your own program now
1: Yeah, that's great. I I I have taken everything from. I mean, even just my playing days and the coaching styles or coaching points or different things that I was learning, and I was like, oh, I really like that, or hey, I really like that. I could add to this, or I could grow with this. And you know, after training sessions, as, as a player, the sessions that I loved, I like went home and wrote them out. I was like, oh, I love this session, right? So I had different layers that I could add as a coach of remembering some of the games that I really liked playing as a player to be able to bring that into, you know, my coaching. And it is, I think it's important to learn and grow. I think as much as we ask our players to be coachable, I think it's important as coaches to be coachable and continue to evolve and stuff with the game. And You know, honestly, sometimes things that work out with other teams or other programs and I try to bring it, I'm like, whoa, that actually didn't work. How can I tailor that to fit this group or to do this and that, you know, because you want to take your experiences However, I think you have to continue to grow and evolve with the group that you're in um, because every team is different. Same thing, like even, you know, being, you know, let's say I'm here at Denver for four years, our season on the third and fourth year are going to look very different than our first and second year. You know, so you still have to evolve and grow in the environment that you're in, even if you've been there for a while. Things change. Oh.
0: I want to go back to something you said, because this is fascinating and very cool to me. But so when you were a player, you would be able to take training sessions that you were in and think, oh, one day I want to implement those. There are so many athletes who, I think, get into coaching because, well, you know, I want to stay around the game and it's it's a way that I can do that after my playing days are over. But you've kind of always had this mindset that this is something that you wanted to do. That's really cool to think about that in the context of being a player and thinking, I'm going to file this away because I want to use that someday.
1: Yes. Well, Yes, that is great. I did that later in my career when I yeah. thought maybe I'd go into coaching because I didn't know that I was going to go into coaching. When you were 22, so,
0: 23, that might yeah, not I did have been. Not,
1: I did not know that. But then I did <laughs> sit around and think about, you know, some of the fun sessions that I did when I was starting to coach and be like, oh, I remember that one. It was so fun. Um, I also have realized that sometimes I thought drills were really fun and I get super <laughs> pumped up for them and then the team doesn't. And then I'm like, man, I thought that was so fun when I played. Like, so, oh, that also <laughs> so that also happens as well at times. So, yeah.
0: What has the... Uh... You've been in Denver now for a couple of months, Uh, you get named to the position and you really have to sort of jump into the offseason, you know, two feet on the ground and full speed running ahead uh, toward the start of this year. What have the last few months been like getting your staff together, getting your roster together? Um, We're in such a unique time where there are still some athletes with that final year of COVID eligibility in various sports across the country. And so you're kind of trying to figure out who's going to be here, who's not. We have people transferring in. Do we have people leaving? What have the last couple of months been like for you?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's um, only been two short months, really. I've only been in Denver for a month. So, um, you know, it's been a very quick turnaround with a lot of that stuff, but it's been really great. And, you know, the team has been really awesome. They've been more than supportive, you know, through my transition of coming in and then hiring the staff. I think the most important thing for me was to not rush that process even though I knew we were going to be starting preseason really fast I didn't want to rush that process and really wanted to find the right people and the right fit you know to continue to help build um the program here which I have definitely hit the jackpot both of my assistants are phenomenal um Stephen Cavello and Cassie Ulrich they are absolutely phenomenal and you know I was here for a month without them and then they both came in kind of hot like a few days before preseason preseason legitimately so you know we've hit the ground running but I think the greatest thing is, is that we've all just really meshed and connected really, really well. We have the same values. We, you know, live in the same culture that we want to have. And like, that makes things just like, it just makes things easy, right? When you're working together and you believe in the same things and you're teaching the same philosophies, both on and off the field, and they're just incredible humans. So it's made things really fun where we're just sitting in the office and we're like, okay, it's eight o'clock, why are we still here? We should leave, but we're just sitting hanging out like chatting and, you know, getting to know each other and stuff as well. So it's been really, really fun. And that has definitely made the transition, you know, just like easy, right? Like you just walk in, they're both hard workers. They have great advice you know like everyone can add these their these points in and then we can bounce things off of each other and listen like it's just been a really really good positive transition that's really resulted to a positive transition on the on the field as well you know and have to give the team credit You know, they're starting with a new staff days before preseason. They met the new staff day of preseason, you know. And so for them to just come into this environment with a growth mindset and open mind and being willing to adapt to a new culture, being willing to adapt to a new style of play, I mean, they have been absolutely phenomenal and we've been growing every single day.
0: We're going to talk about these first couple of exhibition matches here uh, in just a little bit as you get the. Uh, the start to season activities underway, but I want to know what it's been like sort of getting acclimated to to being part of the athletic department, uh, meeting other coaches. Uh, one of my favorite things, especially talking with new coaches at DU is when they discuss uh, the bonds that form between the coaching staffs uh, and there's kind of a, a playful uh, competitiveness, but more so, I think, uh, an urge to push everybody else around you to be better. How have you felt like other coaches in the athletic department have embraced you as a, a new hire and somebody who's uh, fresh into this Denver culture, but someone who obviously uh, has a, a very exciting program to build with?
1: Yeah, I mean, they've all been very great, you know, um, been able to collaborate and work well with the men's staff, uh, men's soccer staff has been really great and supportive with that. Um, You know, women's lacrosse is down the hall volleyball, you know, so it's been great and volleyball also is like a new hire as well so we've been able to like use each other and like help each other ask questions and you know lean on each other a little bit of like the newness of Denver, you know, and being able to have that, but everyone's been really helpful, really supportive, you know, um, Melissa, the gymnastics coach like called me after the LSU game and stuff, like, it's just really supportive. And there is that competitiveness. Like this is a very good athletic department. The teams are very successful. And so you want to be a part of that, right? You want to continue to push. Like I want to continue to push myself to be better so we can be a part of that. And, and, you know, and, but within that competitiveness, um, we call it like the healthy competitiveness, right? You want to be competitive, but that healthiness where we're also really supporting, supporting, and encouraging each other. So I have found that, you know, to be very high here in the athletic department.
0: Well, the exciting thing is uh, we are literally mere days away now from your season opener. You'll get Colorado State coming up uh, on August 17th on Thursday, and we're going to talk about that uh, as well as your first couple of exhibition matches when we return as the Denver Pioneer Coaches Show presented by Johnson Financial Group from the Front Range Toyota Store Studios continues next on 104.3 The Fan studios presented by johnson financial group it is the denver pioneers coaches show as we're talking uh the start to the pioneer women's soccer season with new pioneers head coach julianne sitch as uh two exhibition games now already in your in your back pocket um you kick things off with a really impressive win a one nil win over lsu that's a team that made it to the second round of the ncaa tournament last year uh texas tech in your second exhibition match they leave town uh, and head back to lubbock lubbock with a, a two nil victory but Uh, to get a chance to see your team out there taking part in actual play, not just working against each other, not just doing training sessions, all that. Uh, What have you learned about them from these first couple of matches, um, getting a chance to test themselves against some really, really good non-conference teams?
1: Yeah, I mean, we have a lot of good pieces to build on. You know, it was great to play, like you said, you're playing against someone else. So it's really good. It exposes you in different ways. It shows you the areas that you need to still continue to grow in. Um, however, we were able to highlight a lot of the positives as well that we've been working on in preseason. So I thought that was really, really good for us. I thought we came out very strong on the front foot against LSU, you know, and it's a great program. They've been very successful over the years. And then to turn around and play against Texas Tech, who's also a very good program, you know, and f- has found a lot of success. And for us to be able to come back out and, and battle with that, you know, um, L- Texas Tech, I think they got on the scoreboard in the 70th minute. You know, so for us to be able to come out and again, and it, it, it really, we had, ask, we had to ask some questions of ourselves, um, tactically and different things and how we're going to problem solve on the field. And I thought it also was really good for us because a lot of the things that we've been continuing to build on, like we did very good in the game against Texas. S. So even though the result of course, is not the way that we wanted it to go, we found a lot of really positive highlights to show with the team and a lot of areas of growth and also just showing them like, Hey, here's an area we haven't even worked on yet look how well we're doing. And then like to be able to build on that, like moving forward and stuff for this week, as we head into our first regular season game. So really positive really happy of the team of the mentality that they brought out you know and like I said that's why you play these games it's really good to be able to come out see everyone play see everyone in potentially maybe new positions hey this is what we're looking at and I would say that the team just came out we call it like team ego Um, our team ego is very positive right we came out we have a growth mindset we're willing to continue to learn we understand that things might go our way but how do we react to that and how do we just bounce back and continue to grow and move forward and I think with that I think the team is doing really well with that. So that's something that I know as a staff, we're really proud of.
0: Couple of follow ups from that. You uh you mentioned in our first segment that, you know, you're you're learning uh and teaching how to play a little bit different style from maybe what some of these players are used to. Positionally, I would imagine, um, and you noted it a second ago, you're asking some players to do different things uh than maybe what they've done through their first year or two or three in Denver. Um, how important are the preseason matches and the exhibition work uh to be able to get into a, a level of comfortability where going into Thursday against CSU you know yourselves way more than what you knew before two times out against actual opponents.
1: Yeah. It's really important to play those exhibition games. Like I said too, you, you need to build players into minutes, right? You can't put people out and play 90 minutes, Um, you know? So it's really important that, you know, we, you manage the player's, Minutes and stuff like that so we can push them, but also, you know, keep people healthy and people in and out. And yeah, for us, like we are, we, we moved a couple of people around in different spots because we saw maybe different highlights of different things that were happening in the game, um, you know, and maybe, you know, maybe these two mids work really well together, or maybe this like combination works really well. Like, right. You start kind of seeing and playing to people's strengths and where we can balance each other out in different areas. And so it was really good to see everyone be able to play and everyone continue to grow in their own development, but also grow in the team development. So exhibition games are extremely important for, you know, for everyone.
0: One of the things uh, that you mentioned about the Texas Tech matchup, you know, they get on the board uh, pretty late in that game. And for your team, you know, that's a lesson that you'd rather learn in the second game uh, of an exhibition slate than it would be, you know, the fifth game of the season where you trail for the first time. Uh, A match doesn't go your way for the first time. How important is that to I don't want to say get it out of the way because dealing with defeat is something that teams have to live with. Uh, But to experience that early on, I would think is somewhat beneficial in its own way.
1: Yeah, for sure. You want to go through adversity. You know, Um, and that was one of the things that we highlighted to the team is, you know, it was good. Like we got exposed in some different areas that maybe we didn't get exposed against with LSU. So we had to ask questions of ourselves and how are we going to solve those? And so it's really good. You don't want everything to be easy because then you get in a moment where you need to learn and you're like, Oh no, we've never been here before. So you do, you want to be exposed to the different adversity. You want to be exposed to feeling down, like having to play down, um, you know, feeling potentially tired late in the game, like all of those mental aspects and different things that we can continue to work on. That's where, you know, you want to have that. So, uh, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's good. It's growth. We want to feel that.
0: Let's go back to actually before you got started uh, on the field, you and the the team, you get to continue a program tradition, go to Vail for a few days. Um, and that's something that some of your players had done before, but you hadn't had a chance to do before. What was that like for you being around, you know, where they kind of get to flip the script and they get to be the ones who are telling you what this specific thing about Denver soccer is like? Uh, what was that whole weekend like for you?
1: Yeah, it was really great. It was, it was really important, I think, for the team, just in general, like they're being able to have that culture and that bonding of being together and being in a different place. You know, they did some different things together as a team. We did a team hike. We had, you know, one house made a meal together. They had to go grocery shopping together and pick that stuff out. You know, just like fun things like that, but also it was really good for the staff. Like the staff, you know, we got to be together got to cook a meal together, you know, and like have that time as well. And it was really important to get to know each other as well off the field, right? Um, You spend a lot of time together as a staff, you know, you're spending 70 plus hours a week when you're in season and stuff together. So to really grow and bond in that way as well was really great. So I think it was really special one for the team to be together, one for the team to get to know us a little bit better, us to get to know the team better, and then also just for the staff to be able to come together in a different environment and, and as well. So it was really, I thought it was a really positive experience and it was really fun. And Vale is amazing. I decided that I need to retire there. So yeah, it's pretty cool. It is pretty (laughs) Pretty cool. cool. (laughs) You
0: have, uh, you have the airwaves to, uh, drag anybody you want. Who's the worst? What was the worst cooking group?
1: Oh, that I don't know because we didn't get to like try everyone's, but I would oh, say, okay. You know, like they made it for their house and that's about gotcha. good, I, say, I like, thought, they, I thought one house like, made it for
0: everybody you know, and I was like, they, this like, is made, good like, fodder.
1: made like They have like salmon wow. and shrimp bowl, like with rice. I mean, they're amazing. And then Steven made a really good, um, potato and garbanzo bean, um, chickpea curry. That was really good. Yeah. He like, fantastic. You know, yeah, he made all that. So, he made the <laughs> um the garbanzo beans like the chickpea from uh, from scratch basically. He wow. like Wow. Yeah, soaked them. So, it didn't come out of a can, you know. Man. little little TLC in there.
0: All right, it's way better than anything I could make. Um okay, let's get back to talking about stuff on field. You uh you get to kick this season off uh regular season wise with a couple of Colorado matchups which is really cool. And on Thursday uh, against CSU, uh not only is that your season opener and your first uh time lining up on, on the sidelines in front of your bench uh, with your own program, the D1 level, but you're also going against a CSU program that you've got some really cool connections with that coaching staff. We talked about this on Chalk Talk, but it tell us about sort of the meaning behind having that matchup specifically as your first one leading DU.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be really, um, it'll be really neat and special. Um, The head coach at Um, Colorado State Keeley, you know, we played together, we played together in the youth national team program together. We played some years together professionally, you know, and then have been friends, you know, throughout those years and stuff. So to be able to go through where you're battling on the field with someone, Um, you know, she's done a really good job of, you know, making her mark and stuff on that program and moving forward. So it's just going to be really fun to kind of coach against someone that you played with, Um, you know, and she's, she's a great coach and, you know, she, I'm sure she's working really well with the team tactically and technically they're going to be a really good team. They're going to be organized, you know, they'll be well, they'll be really well, um, really organized and stuff defensively as well. Keeley was a phenomenal defensive um, center back and stuff. So um, it's just gonna be exciting. And it's kind of cool to think about, um, you know, just playing against someone, like I said, that you grew up playing with and then to be able to be on the other side of things and kind of watch her career grow. You know, she's had a really successful career herself throughout coaching. So it will be really neat. It'll be cool.
0: She's been there since the summer of 21. Uh, you get this position now and she's your, your first matchup. Um, but obviously as far from the first person that you have known that you've played against or played with, uh, to move into a career path like this, what's it like watching, you know, people who you've been friends with for a long time or have competed with or against for a long time now at this stage of your careers? Um, what, what does that feel like? Because you get to know somebody in the context of competitiveness on the field and now you're doing it. It's still the same way, but you're not outplaying playing it. Um, is it weird? Is it fun? What does that feel like for, for somebody who was a high level athlete now going against other high level athletes, but you're all in the coaching position.
1: Yeah. I mean, well, considering this will kind of be the first time I do that. Um, I'm imagine that, you know, both her and I were very competitive people. Um, you know, but I think, um, I just think it would be fun to be able to like, just like I said, she's a, it's a really good team. She's done really well. And so I'm just excited to be able to go out there and just like play and compete and, you know, like have fun with it. So
0: you go against a Colorado College as your second matchup that one is a uh, a road match and that's not something that you really often get to do in terms of the short uh distance for this one you're not really hopping on a bus very often in the in the Summit League schedule or anywhere else uh to take a quick road trip um but you get to do that coming up on Sunday to get into sort of that Thursday, Saturday, Thursday, Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday, whatever grind it is as the season comes along, uh, how much does that help your team to have, you know, the first two matchups really being in that format of what you're going to face during the season?
1: Yeah, I think it's super important because our conference, you know, we play on a Thursday set, like Thursday, Sunday and stuff. So to just like start resembling that type of formation and stuff that we're going to be able to play and it's great to be you know you're right like we don't have a lot of schools don't have the luxury to just like hop in a bus and drive an hour to go play another competitive d1 program so um i think for that aspect of it as well it's like very cool and like very unique that we get to have that you know with having the division one schools that we have in colorado
0: all right, Sitch, let's uh, talk about the actual granular elements of what's coming up this week. We only got a couple minutes left, and then I'm going to let you get out of here. But from the the progression that you saw from LSU to Texas Tech and what you want to see from your team against CSU coming up on Thursday and then Colorado College on Sunday, what are sort of the biggest things that you want to look at as that next step forward to get the season started on the right note?
1: Yeah, I think just again, starting out on that front foot, you know, being able to get out and to attack a team and put teams under pressure, you know, and just coming out with that right mindset. You know, we've been talking a lot about like the mindset and stuff that we have and how we're going to continue to, you know, be a growth mindset team and get after it. So how can we continue to add in the layers that we've been working on. And now we've added new layers in and we gotta stay true to the first layers that we started working on as well. So keeping those ones sound and continuing to add new layers. And the biggest thing too, is like competing. Right. We want to be a team that competes. We want to be a team, like I said, that gets out and starts on their front foot and get gets after teams and a team that's just like relentless on the field and leaves everything out there, regardless of the game, regardless of the score, the outcome of it. Like we are going to be a team that lays everything out there. And how do we continue to build that identity as we continue to move forward? So really excited to watch us continue to add those pieces to it
0: we're excited to see this season get started coming up on Thursday. University of Denver Soccer Stadium at 7 o'clock. The Pioneers and the Rams will be making the trip down from Fort Collins. Julianne Sitch, the new Denver head soccer coach, Pioneer women kicking things off this weekend. Uh, good luck. Enjoy it. Can't wait to see you all out there coming up on Thursday and, and again over the weekend in the Springs. And uh, enjoy every minute of it. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you coming up
1: soon. Awesome. Thank you, Tyler, for having me. We appreciate it.
0: Wrapping up this week's episode of the Denver Coaches Show presented by Johnson Financial Group from the hometown Toyota Store Studios. We'll talk to you next time on 104.3 The Fan HD3.